Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And I'm going to talk to you today about a scripture that everybody writes me a lot about. And I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about this scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. But I want to try to bring some revelation and clear this revelation up for you today using this particular scripture. Because I think so many times this scripture is taken out of context and it's used, especially against the grace message, to kind of detour the grace message and to take people off that, that God's not really this merciful and, and that if we sin, then you get, there's an answer for sin. And, and I totally agree. There's an answer for sin. But if you read Romans, you, you, you got to get into Romans chapter 8. And if you begin to read Romans chapter 8, you begin to see some understanding of the revelation of, of what's actually taking place. Because and, and, and you can see that very clearly in Romans chapter 6 and Romans chapter 8. But I, but I want to I pick up with Romans chapter 6 because I think that a lot of misunderstanding is there that leads to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26. And so I want to try to clear that up for you. You know, in Romans chapter 6, we see the word sin all throughout Romans chapter 6. And I think people's misunderstood that text because if, if you read Romans chapter 6 verse 1, you read Romans chapter 6 verse, uh, a lot of the scriptures in there, Romans chapter 6 verse 15 is a very good because that's the only time that the word sin is used it is a verb. In Romans chapter 6 verse 15 is the only time that the word sin is used as a verb. The rest of the times it is used as a noun in Romans chapter 6. Now if you read Romans chapter 6 and you use the word sin every time it's smoking, drinking, doing drugs. And that's one of the things I use here at the church to emphasize the difference in the sin nature and sin. Sin nature is the nature that you have which is you got by being born into the world. But once you got born again you lost your sin nature and you took on the divine nature. So if you read uh, Romans chapter 6 as sin all the time, smoking, drinking, doing drugs, you're going to misunderstand Romans chapter 6, all of it. Because only one verse, Romans chapter 6 verse 15, is the, is the word sin used as a verb, which means an action word. The rest of the time it's a noun. So every time that it's a noun, it's talking about the sin nature. Only in verse 15 is it talking about a verb of smoking, drinking, doing drugs. So you got to read those scriptures. And if we read verse 15, we can, we can get a little bit of understanding this. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Now, the word sin there is used in this particular text as a verb. And it means smoking, drinking, doing drugs. But all the other scriptures there is talking about the sin nature. Only verse 15 is the only one that uses that a verb. So if we come back up to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26, this is the one people write me about. And they say, well, pastor, if we, the Bible says, if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Well, think about it a minute. All sin is willingly. You, ain't no sin. you don't accidentally fall into no sin. You don't accidentally do something you don't know that you do. You don't accidentally drink or you don't accidentally do this or you don't accidentally do that. See, we, we've missed it. It says, if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. In other words, receive the knowledge of the truth is to understand that Jesus is the final sacrifice for sin. Now, if there's any other sacrifice outside of Jesus... See, we want to put that immediately in about us. It's never about us. It's always about Jesus. There is a distinction between sin, the noun, and the verb, your actions. To reject the truth that Jesus is the final sacrifice is 
who willfully sin. See, that's what he's talking about. When you reject that Jesus is not the final sacrifice for all the sin of the whole world, immediately you have sinned. You, that's what he's talking about here. That's, that is to willfully sin when you reject Jesus being the final authority. Well, see, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. Now look at Hebrews 10 and 14. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So when people don't understand 10 and 26, they say, well, pastor, if you sin after you have the knowledge of God, there remains no more sacrifice for you. You're exactly right, but that's not what it's saying in the text of what we've been told in the church. It's saying that once you receive the knowledge of the truth, is to understand that Jesus is the final sacrifice for sin. There's a distinction between the word sin in the noun and the sin verb, your actions. To reject the truth that Jesus is the final sacrifice is to willfully sin. Now, I hope I've cleared that up for you today that you can understand a little bit better about what this is talking about. You know, we have an intellect to want to always bring things back to what we've heard taught for so many so many times and, and so many messages we've set through. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, you know, I've heard John 3, 16, there ain't no more revelation in that for me to get. I tell you, there's revelation in it. The Word of God is always pregnant with truth. And so as you and I begin to walk in this place and begin to understand the revelation of what God's trying to teach us and begin to see that it's not based on my performance. Anytime you're basing your salvation on you, you've missed the whole purpose of what salvation's all about because salvation is all about the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's never about you. If you can confess and remove it, then you didn't need Jesus to start with. Jesus removed everything with with one offering, Hebrews 10, 14, with one offering, he hath, past tense, perfected forever them that are sanctified. Now, what a wonderful revelation that is, and that is the beauty of grace. I hope I've cleared this scripture up for you a little bit and got you a little bit more revelation and understanding. God bless you, and remember, beauty of grace.